All right, y'all. Y'all ready for the word? Amen. Praise God. Um, well, we're live in Indianapolis now. No more week delay. Praise God. Last week was our first week for that. So that's awesome. Amen. That's a game changer. It helps us in several ways. And we're thankful to God and thankful for all of our team, both in uh, all the media folks and everybody that contributed uh, to make that happen. And uh, don't get me to mention names and stuff, so y'all know who y'all are. Thank you. Amen. Uh, if I leave anybody, I'll, I'll make an attempt. I just want to give a shout-out locally here in the Fort Wayne campus, Steve Olford, my man. He wears many hats, holds it together for us, praise God, uh, here. And then um, uh, we've got Denise Garcia, who, uh, by the way, um, shout-out. I don't know if it's over. I haven't seen any of the results and, or even know if this is over yet, but uh, Dinah is participating in Miss Indiana uh, this weekend, and she made the final 10. And Dinah sings on the praise team in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, so, yeah. So, But Denise, she's involved. She runs the media there. And then um, uh, Andy and then also uh, Steve Grigsby, longtime friend who actually put our sound together here when in the old days when he worked for IRC Audio, and now he's a part of the Indianapolis campus. And uh, praise God. So shout out to all our good folks there in Indianapolis. And we certainly don't want to leave out all our good folks here at Summit Church. I love y'all so much. Amen. And uh, let's just dive right into the word. I realized after I finished last week that I forgot to... Sometimes I have a lot of doors open and I forget to go shut them all. But one of the things that I uh, alluded to but I didn't finish was uh, just talking about this love of the Father. I meant to get there. I forget how it came up. But uh, I want to go to it. Okay. So let's go to it in um, Ephesians 3. This is not a part of your notes, but I decided to bring it up. Paul prayed a prayer in Ephesians 3. And it gives us a clue. Now, you can pray this prayer over yourself. There's a prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1, and then again in Ephesians chapter 3, two prayers. And uh, he prayed it for the church of Ephesus, but you can pray that for yourself. And um, he gave us a clue on how to be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow. You want to know how? It's connected to the love of the Father. And see, for many times, I, I would look at something like that, and I would think it's talking about uh, my love, the love that I have. And we do have love. Okay, it's a part, it, it's a fruit of our spirit. But Paul, listen to his prayer. He, he prayed, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Father of glory, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in your inner man, 
that Christ may, listen, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. See, you, you got to know that Christ dwells in your heart. You can't see him. But he prayed that you would know that Christ would dwell in your heart by faith. See, see, every day by faith, you need to know that Christ dwells in your heart. Christ in you, the hope of glory. You got the glory on you. Blessings are on your head. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. So he prayed that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And watch this. That you may be rooted, and we sang about it, how, how wide, how deep, how great is your love for me. That Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. I don't know, uh, Doug Drury, uh, he's an electrician by trade. He could explain this to you. I can't really explain it. But your house has to be grounded properly. Where, where electricity is concerned. I mean, you can, if it's not grounded, you can have all kinds of problems. Well, it's interesting that God uses that word, that you're being rooted and grounded in love. But see, this love is not your love. What you need to be rooted and grounded in is the love of the Father. That you may be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, the length, we sang about it, the, the breadth, and the height of what? The love of God. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the width, the length, and uh, breadth, and height, and that you may know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. There it is. So the key is going back to being rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, that you may know this. How wide, how deep, how great. See, when you know that, see, then you're grounded in the love of Christ. It, see, it passes knowledge. He said that you may know the love of Christ. It passes natural knowledge and human knowledge because this love when you receive this love you'll be able to love people that are unlovable in the natural you see it's only through this love receiving the love of the father can you love your enemies that you may know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God See, when you know the love of the Father, when you know the love of Christ, you will be filled with all of the fullness of God. That shouldn't be surprising to us because God is love. He's full of it. That's how Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He was moved with compassion and healed their sick. Just get full of it. Just keep going to the well and keep drinking. You, see, you're never going to really grasp it all. 
But if you don't go to the well, you're not you're not going to get anything. You got to keep going. You got to keep drinking. You got to keep receiving uh, the, the love of the Father. See, it's the simplicity of the gospel that complicates people. Not complicates people. It confuses people because they want to make it complicated, but the gospel is simple. Yeah, but yeah, I, I know about the love of God, but I got these problems. See, you, you don't know it yet. Because when you know how much God loves you, do you understand what it means for God to be on your side? If God is for you, who? That's a, that's a very important question that I think we kind of gloss over. If God is for you, who can be against you? I mean, that, that's a drop-the-mic moment. I mean, that settles it right there, right? It's like, who? Will y'all answer that question? Well, I got these people. Who? <laughs> you understand? See, when, when you know who he is, and see, Jesus came to reveal, um, see, the, the word father is a term of endearment, and no, none of those religious people who had their heads in the Bible all the time, none of them understood it. In fact, they rebelled against it because they thought Jesus was getting a little too personal. Because he, called, he came to reveal the name Father. See, all they knew was El Shaddai. The God who's more than enough. Uh, Jehovah Jireh. Their provider, Jehovah Tishkanu, our righteousness, Jehovah Ra, our shepherd, Adonai, uh, Lord and Master. They, they knew, they knew um, Elohim, the creator of the heavens and the earth. They, they, knew, those, they, they, knew, they knew those names, and that was okay with them. But, but Jesus come, come, come down there talking about Father. Your heavenly Father knows. Like, don't worry about your life, what you eat, what you drink, what you put on. Your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Thank you, Lord. He, he, he referenced Abraham. He said, man, you know, Abraham knew about me. He's like, you're not even 50 years old. And you know Abraham? He said, let me tell y'all something. Before Abraham was, I am. He knew God as his daddy. And see, that, that should be your default term. When I hear some people praying, they always, God, 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 all the time. And I refer to him as God. Don't misunderstand me. I mean, it's, it's proper and it's appropriate. It's okay. It's cool. But your default mode in prayer should be Father. Abba, Father, Daddy. He's our Daddy. That's a good Father's Day message, isn't it? So we're going to go back and, and talk about the gifts of the Spirit. That seems like a 180. But it all the gifts of the Spirit come from the heart of the Father and the love of the Father. And we should desire 
the best gifts. 1231, 1 Corinthians, we're, we're getting into 1 Corinthians. We learned that the gifts of the Spirit, they're not your gifts. They belong to the Holy Spirit. And um, let's just jump into verse 1, and then we'll skip down. We read several of these verses, gave you sort of an introduction. Now, if you want, um, you can go to the, the notes on the app. I'm going to go over this real quickly. If you're, if you're fast on your fingers, you can go to lesson one uh, on the gifts of the Spirit because I gave you some fill-in-the-blanks, and I went over them real fast. Y'all remember that? Because we were flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. Some amazing things happened. That's just awesome. I, I just love how God demonstrates uh, the teaching, amen, that the Holy Spirit was bringing forth. Man, we had demonstrations. Somebody online got healed. It was just the, I just love talking about that. I'll tell it again. Where uh, Candy Clark, who was on break, I caught out a foot being healed, and a foot was healed at the very same time in uh, Tampa, Florida. She she wore this steel boot on her job, and she was having some pain. She walks out on break. Just so happens. See, I, I talk about this, how these divine orchestrations by the Lord, divine happenings. She had a divine happening where her foot was hurting. She tuned in at the very time I'm calling out the foot. She received it, instantly healed, went back to work healed. I couldn't have tried to make that happen because I didn't even know I was going to call it out. And even if I did, it's like, okay, I'm going to call it out at 1150. <laughs> okay, so can you get off on break at that time? Do you know how supernatural that is for that to happen? And I'm teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. And see, I want to stir you up because it's not only ministers that can operate in this. You can operate in this at home. Hello? That's right. Amen. So just uh, desire the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible tells us to do that. Repeat this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I desire passionately the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation in my life. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. So we learned in verse 1 that God does not want us to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. Okay? Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Let's drop down to verse uh, 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, see, it doesn't call it gifts here. As I mentioned before, gifts is italicized, so it's really talking about, uh, in verse 1, gifts is italicized. It means that it's talking about things pertaining to and of the Holy Spirit. So the gifts were added by the translators. It's all right to call it gifts, uh, but they are uh, 
manifestations of the Spirit. Now, concerning spirituals, we can say, concerning things pertaining to and of the Holy Spirit, because in chapter 12 and 13, 14, in these chapters, he's not just talking about gifts. He's talking about also ministries, as we learn. Ministries of the Holy Spirit. We'll get into that. So, in specific, or specifically the manifestations of the Spirit, these are these gifts, what are commonly referred to as gifts. We'll get into ministries later. Y'all still, are y'all with me? Okay, so the, the uh, nine gifts we're going to get into. Um, so hopefully I talk long enough for you to get over there to the first set of notes if you want to fill in the blanks, if I went too fast for you before. There are three categories of gifts. This is just, this will help you understand them better. Um, we'll just kind of plow through these gifts as the Holy Spirit leads us. Um, now, um, okay, there are revelation gifts, three revelation gifts, three power gifts, and three inspirational gifts, or you can call them utterance gifts. We'll call them inspirational gifts or inspirational slash utterance. Uh, the three revelation gifts are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Y'all in Bible school this morning. Power gifts, gift of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings. Utterance gifts, prophecy, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. Three categories. Revelation gifts, power gifts, inspirational gifts. The revelation gifts reveal something. That's why they're called revelation gifts. Power gifts, they do something. The utterance gifts, inspirational gifts, say something. Got it? All right. If you don't, ask somebody. Okay. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, and accurate, more accurately, it's really not given to, but it's given through another. And I'm going to sh share with you why I say that. Um, through another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Through another faith by the same Spirit. Through another, I want to underscore this because I want to say some, something about this in uh, verse 9. The gifts of healings. Through another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Through another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, 
different kinds of tongues to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Notice, as he wills. It's not as you will. Now, this is a very, this is a very important um, point here. Now, we're in verse, so you can follow along in your app, okay? Follow along and get, get the Summer Church app, follow along. These notes, notes are there. Or, just, you know, anybody still have Bibles? Okay, so don't look at me like, you know, well, the scripture is not up there, Pastor. Okay, just look in your Bible. Amen? All right, that's your go-to. Amen. So, uh, and then we have this listed on the app because there's some scriptures, there's some, some things that I want, and we're going to really uh, dive into this. Because you remember last week I talked about in John, it's John chapter 5, the pool of Bethesda, there was like five uh, five porches full of sick people. I think it's John chapter 5. All right. Jesus went, only went to one man. And I brought that up because some people think when uh, people that don't believe in healing, um, they say that, well, if healing is true, then why don't you just go and just empty all the hospitals and just heal everybody in sight like Jesus did? Well, that's because you really don't, you, you really haven't studied the scripture well enough to, to, to see that Jesus just didn't go around indiscriminately just clearing out, you know, hospitals or whatever they had in that day and just going through the streets, just healing everybody. You can read a couple of things and kind of assume that, but no, he didn't do that. A actually, in most, most cases of healing, it did not happen by the gifts of the Spirit. It happened because somebody reached out to him in faith. But there are times, say there are times, when the gifts of healing was in operation, and that was the case in John chapter 5. This is not in your notes, but you can just uh, look at this. Uh, there was this, uh, uh, this pool in Bethesda, and it was a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed. They were waiting for the moving of the water. See, because the angel came at a certain time in the pool, and he stirred up the water. See? And whoever came in first, the, the rule of that was that whoever went in first got healed. But this fellow that Jesus healed in this, in this story, he couldn't, somebody always beat him to the pool. And he had this infirmity 38 years. Okay? So when the moving of water came, whoever came in first, was healed of whatever disease that they had. So Jesus goes up to this man. He didn't go up to... Now see, let me give you the reference here. Five porches with a great... In, in five, two, a great multitude of sick people. And I listed all those different diseases. Say great multitude. Jesus only went to one man. He said, will you be made well? And the guy said, I have no man to put me in. He gave his, his sob story. He said, man, I can't get there fast enough. 
All right? And then and, uh, Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And God, he did it. He was healed, took up his bed and went home. Isn't that wonderful? He went to that one man, rise, take up your bed and walk. He took up his bed. Like, I holler. Yeah, y'all beat me to the water. Look at me now, right? So, Jesus, so you can see here that Jesus didn't heal anybody but that one man. But that doesn't prove that healing is not for everybody. See, that's the other thing. There's one thing people think you can just go clear out all the hospitals if you believe in healing. Well, no. Because when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation and gifts of healings, only the person that the Holy Spirit singles out will be healed. See? But neither, neither does this prove, let's deal with this other thing, neither does this prove that it's not the will of God to heal everybody. Because I'm telling you, based on what we know in Scripture, see, Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Nobody that came to Jesus for healing ever got turned away. Let me say that again. Nobody that came to Jesus for healing got turned away. And that's important for us to understand because that establishes the will of God because Jesus is the will of God in action. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. So if it's the will of God for people to remain sick, we should see Jesus doing it. Because Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. I mean, it's very easy if you want to know the nature of the Father. Look at Jesus. Did he ever put sickness on people? Did he ever call anybody home to be with the Lord? You know, most people, I thought about this today. I never had this thought in my life, and it just came to me. Because sometimes people just say stuff. God is good all the time. But most people don't believe that. Well, the Lord called my sister home. And the Lord put this on them to teach them something. And the Lord took their business away. So they can learn to be humble. And the Lord, oh, wait a minute, well, in five minutes ago, you said the Lord is good all the time. Don't look like he's good there. I mean, if he's taking stuff away from you, you see Jesus snatching stuff away from people, snatching their businesses away. On the contrary, he called some businessmen. Peter and John and boys in a boat. They weren't on a weekend fishing. They had, they were uh, it was Peter Incorporated. Yes, they are business people. Huh? Some people look at the disciples, they just think they were just drunks and, and, and drug addicts that Jesus just uh, pulled up. Y'all ain't doing nothing. Come on over here, follow me. <laughs> no, that wasn't the case. So, in fact, you're not going to reach people.
telling them lies, religious lies. Well, come follow the Lord. He might take everything you have, but you'll be the better for it. No. It is the good, Romans 2, 4 said, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's the goodness of God. Amen. God is good all the time. Believe it. All the time. Make up this stuff and just feel like you have to say, well, God picked up this beautiful flower because he, uh, he had a spot in his garden. Anybody ever heard that nonsense? I don't know why the Lord called my sister home. The Lord's not calling nobody home. I told you that last week. Won't go over that again. But, so, but let's deal with this thing here. How's come those people, and Jesus just left them, he just left them there, only healed one man. Why did they just remain there sick? Nobody rose up in faith. If they would have known who he was, it's like, hey, come back here, man. Jesus. Huh? Jesus. Huh? That's my astro interpretation. I have a text message. Only Carla understands. And she's at, uh, find out she's at restaurant eating something while I'm, I'm at home. With nothing in the refrigerator. No cooking. It's a good thing to say this on Father's Day. There's not much cooking going on. Our stove and our microwave, we, we use it as a filing cabinet. We got papers, papers in it. We use carry-out. When Carla goes out of the house, she always tells Nike, she said, you got, you got food <laughs> and you got water. If she checks it. She tells me, you got water? <laughs> you got tea? <laughs> Nike's eat like a king, though. <laughs> hey, man, it's Father's Day. I can say what I want. <laughs> I can say what I can. You can get away. See, Father's just one day. Just say whatever you want. You get away with it. Within reason. All right, what was what I talking about? Thank you, Jesus. Healing is for all. Amen? You go about, Jesus went about doing good. And, and so anybody that was there, they could have said, yeah, that's what I, rubber ra Then when she's at the restaurant, I give her a text. rubber ra Yeah, take her a little lunch break. I'm drinking tea, man. So, anyway, anybody, that's how I got on that. Anybody at those forces could have reached out. They could have reached out in faith. Anybody on those five forces. You follow what I'm saying? Now, okay. Now, Pastor, it's good that you said all that. But let's, let's uh, uh, give me some scripture, okay? I'm going to explain why that is true. Okay. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. You can follow along in your app or just let your fingers do the walking. 
through the Bible. We're going to go to Acts 2, 4. Um, it says, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about gifts of the Spirit, right? Which gifts of healings is one of them. With, with gifts of the Spirit according to what? According to his own will. Not your will. Now, some people will read that, and they see healing in there, and they go off and run with it. Since we're talking about cartoons, one of my favorites is Tennessee Tuxedo. When um, he and Chumley, that's his running buddy, amen. Gloria knows what I'm talking about. Amen. Matt don't know nothing about this. But Matt might know. Matt might know what I'm talking about. He know, he's, he's old school. He's in a Tennessee tuxedo. Um, I love this illustration because they, run in, they, they always run into a difficulty. Okay? But he's smart enough. To, he understood the scripture. The multi, him, him and Chumley knew that the, the multitude, they were reading the Bible one day, and they said, I'm just throwing that in. <laughs> And the multitude of counselors, their safety. So he would go, but this part is, is true. He would he would go to uh, he would go to that fella, um, Mr. Whoopi, yes, Mr. Whoopi. And Mr. Whoopi, he was he was smart. He's like a brainiac professor, and uh, wasn't very organized though, because he would go and try to find a prop, and he would go to the closet, and we open the closet. Uh, all this stuff is starting to come out, out on top of me every single time, man. That makes me want to go on Father's Day just to go watch me, find me some Tennessee tuxedos. <laughs> uh, just, just binge out on Tennessee, man. But here's the thing. He would go, and then, um, then Mr. Whoopi would begin to explain to him that, the solution. And then he would go, and, and they would they'd get so excited, and they'd go run off. And but he said, but there was more. He's like, wait, because he didn't explain the whole thing. So they still end up getting in trouble because they didn't hear the rest of the story. Well, what does that have to do with it? I don't know. But it says, no. <laughs> Some people, they see healing here, and they just run off. See, I told you. See, it's only the gifts of the Spirit are according to his will. So. They go, they, they go run off. The wait, Tennessee, there's more. Because see, gifts of the Spirit according to his own will. So therefore, people take it a step further and say, when they pray, Lord, heal me. What? Y'all know the rest of it. If it be thy will, because it ain't what you want. It's what God wants, and God might have a reason. He might have a purpose for you being sick. I talked about that last week. I'm not going to go back into that. But no, God wants you healed. Because again, you go back. I've given you enough, even without this. You know that Jesus never put sickness on anybody. He never, if it was the Father's will for anybody to be sick, then we should see Jesus telling somebody, nope. 
the Lord got a purpose. I was about to heal you, but I got this message. Can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. And here's something else. You got sin in your life. I can see it. So I ain't messing with you till you get that sin out. Check with me later. No, we never saw that. And it confused religious people because you got a boy named Zacchaeus who was a tax collector and he used to cheat people out of their money. And he went up and got in a tree because he was a little guy and he went and got ahead of the crowd. When, when Jesus was about to come in town, he went and got him a good spot so he could see him. But he didn't know that his life would be radically changed because when Jesus got there, he said, hey, Zach, come on down. I got come, I'm coming to your crib. And this guy was a notorious tax collector. And so, and then the religious people there, I mean, they, 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 they could, man, don't they know this guy's a sinner? Like, duh. He said, see, he that is whole don't need a physician, but those that are sick. He went about doing good. He didn't evaluate. See, and this is where a lot of, a lot of people in church, they get, they get mixed up over this. They like, they think that God will heal them based on conditions, based on you meeting the condition. Mm -mm. His healing is based on faith. And he, guess what happened? When he went to Zacchaeus' house, it's a demonstration of Romans 2.4 that I quoted. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. He didn't correct Zacchaeus for cheating people. And guess what happened? He said, look, listen, if I stole anything, this is Zacchaeus talking. Jesus did not address anything. He said, if I stole anything from somebody, I'll restore to him fourfold or fivefold, whatever it was. If I, if I took anything, if I did anybody wrong, if I, if, if, if I cheated anybody, okay, see, I'm going to get it right. I mean, so what he, what he did was he started repenting. Isn't that amazing? What happened first, the repentance or the goodness? See, the Bible is so simple, it takes somebody to help you misunderstand it. And that's the, the help that we've been having over the years. It's been bad help. Because some, some people, man, they, they, they just, they get this all twisted. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. I have no idea where my time is, but let me go a little bit more. According to his own will. Okay, now, this is connected with gifts of the Spirit. Because the gifts of the Spirit, it is correct. This, this verse is 100 correct. Because it's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. This is not talking about using your faith to receive healing. Believing you're healed by Jesus' stripes. See, you don't want to depend on the gifts of the Spirit. Why? 
because the gifts of the Spirit are only given as the Spirit will. And you can be all your life waiting on the gifts of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit may not single you out to be healed. You may not ever be healed through gifts of healings because you cannot believe to get healed through gifts of healing. But you can 100% of the time believe that you're healed by Jesus' stripes and the fact that he took your sickness 2,000 years ago on the cross. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Some people stop going off again. Come back. It's like. <laughs> it goes on to say something else. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, you hear verse 1 quoted all the time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Lord. Bless his holy name. <laughs> But then they stop. Wait, wait, keep reading. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? How many of your sins do you think he took on the cross? Who forgives all your iniquity? No, wait, come back. Come back, Tennessee. <laughs> who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? If he didn't heal all your diseases, Houston, we got a problem. Either he did or he didn't, because if he didn't, then he neither did he forgive all your sins. And we have a mess there. But he took all your sins and all your sicknesses. By his stripes, you were healed. I love it because Peter was quoting Isaiah with a twist. With See, because Isaiah, in Isaiah 53, he says, by his stripes. This is the cross. This is Isaiah. This is Peter. So Isaiah, looking forward to the cross, says, by his stripes, you are healed. He saw it in a present tense reality based on the cross. Peter, on the other side of the cross, says, by his stripes, you are were. Guess what? If God didn't want you healed, he shouldn't have. He already did it. Good news for you who are in need of healing. You were. You were healed. Man, I got a hold of that thing, man. Back um, pre-Carla, when I was in the dating realm, and I got a hold of this. And I was, uh, one of my girlfriends was a pharmaceutical rep. And she had all these 
meds. Man, I thought I had a, I thought I had it made, man. Shoot, I could. Uh, she had these samples, and I grabbed them all. And I couldn't wait till the cold season came, cause I was ready, ready. All right, so I'd, I'd get those meds, man. Anybody remember the medicine cabinet? What they used to call it in the old day. And so uh, this is a, this is a testimony. I mean, uh, sometimes I don't say this enough, and I, I don't use it. To, I'll just close with this. But uh, I don't mean to brag, but, man, I've been healed. I, when I found out I got a revelation of that, I can count on two hands, probably one hand, and this was 1980. What were y'all doing in 1982, 81? Right in 81 when I got a hold of this. Don't say you weren't born. Okay, so I don't want to hear it. In 81, I was three, I think. Now, I must have been one because I started the church in 84 and I was three then. So it's, I just was born. I got a hold of it. And uh, amen. <laughs> that girl I was dating, she robbed the cradle for real. So, but I got a hold of all that, all that medication. And, but when I got a hold of 1 Peter 2.24, got a hold of healing, I took all that medication and went to threw it in the trash. And I ain't been back since. Over there on 79th and Harcourt in Indianapolis, Indiana. I can count on one or two hands how many times I've taken medication since 81. I'm allergic to medication. I, I, I despise it. I don't, I mean... Only time I've taken it so I can get up here and talk. Maybe take something for my throat or something like that. But aspirin, I don't even know what it is. Bear and all these different excedrin and what is some of the Tylenol and stuff. I never tasted that stuff. I haven't had a headache ever since I got a hold of that. Let me say, I, no, that's not true. I, I think I've had maybe three headaches in all those years and haven't lasted longer than two hours. I'm being generous because I don't want to exaggerate. I'm, I'm thinking it's less than that. But that's a testimony. because I, I'm, I'm telling you that, that this, is, this, this is true. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with, the, with, with medication and, and, and see, it's according to your faith, be it unto you. But uh, I, I, just, I just believe it's true. One more scripture to let you go. Thank God for his goodness. Now, if you didn't know me, you'd think I'm lying, but I'm not, I'm not a liar. Okay, so, but it's a testimony about how good God is. Now look at John fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire. King James says, you shall ask what you will. Now wait a minute, so is that contradicting gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his will? No, because gifts of the Spirit only happens as he wills, but you can get healed as you will because Jesus, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will. You'll ask what you desire. And that's consistent with everybody that came to Jesus for healing. 100% of them received their healing, and he, not, he didn't, did not turn any away. 